In this episode of the Live Your Purpose as a Christian Entrepreneur Bible Study, we are diving into Romans chapter 12. I'm Stephanie Rodnes, and welcome to the Live Your Purpose as a Christian Entrepreneur Bible Study. My goal is to encourage the discouraged with scripture, inspiration, and resources to help you do exactly what God purposed you to do on this earth, become a Christian entrepreneur. The definition of a Godlywood girl is a woman of Christ who says yes to her God-given purpose, no matter what everyone else tries to say or do. So if you are stepping into your purpose as a Christian entrepreneur, welcome to the Godlywood Girl Sisterhood. You are my people, and I can't wait to meet you. Now let's dive into today's episode. And remember, if you want to join me for these live recordings on Godlywood Girl's Instagram feed, join me at Godlywood Girl on Instagram now. Let's dive right in. So let's go ahead and get started with a word of prayer. Father God in heaven, thank you so much, Lord, for the opportunity to be able to read your word, Father God, and be able to dive into your scriptures. Lord Jesus, I'm so excited to hear what you have to say. Father God, help us be able to hear what you want us to hear and see what you want us to see. I absolutely adore you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. All right, sisters, so let's dive into Romans chapter 12. And Paul, and we're reading the message translation, by the way. And Paul begins by saying, so here's what I want you to do. God helping you. Take your everyday, ordinary life, your sleeping, eating, going to work, and walking around life, and place it before God as an offering. Embracing what God does for you is the best thing you can do for him. Don't become so well-adjusted to your culture that you fit into it without even thinking. Instead, fix your attention on God. You'll be changed from the inside out. Readily recognize what He wants from you and quickly respond to it. Unlike the culture around you always dragging you down to the level of immaturity, God brings the best out of you, develops well-formed maturity in you. And sisters, for those first two verses, Paul is explaining to us that we cannot be conformed to this world. Even in 2020, when the culture says that these are the right ways to do, these are the standards for living, this is how we're supposed to act. We need to look at what God is asking us to do. And the only way to do that is in his word. The only way to really know what God wants from us in our everyday life is through the word of God. No place else can we find out what right living actually is. And I love what Paul says in that first verse. Take your everyday life, your sleeping, eating, going to work, walking around life. That means just everything that we do on just a regular basis, that is something to dedicate to God. That is something to fix our focus with, on God with. Even your time, your nap time even, <laughs> your time at the gym, your time going to a restaurant. We can take all of these times and dedicate them to the Lord. In Romans chapter 1, remember Paul said that trusting in God is true freedom of life. And that is absolutely what he's saying here. God brings the best out of you, develops well-formed maturity in you. If we want to be our best self and live our best life and go up to our fullest potential, we will only find that freedom in God. That is the only place to truly understand how to live our greatest lives in this world. It's by fi fixing our focus on what the Lord is telling us to do in his word, not what the world is saying around us. Verse 3. I'm speaking to you out of deep gratitude for all that God has given me, and especially as I have responsibilities in relation to you. Living then, as every one of you does, in pure grace, it's important that you not misinterpret yourselves as people who are bringing this goodness to God. Nah, God brings it all to you. 
the only accurate way to understand ourselves is by what God is and by what he does for us, not by what we are and what we do for him. So again, in verse three, Paul is re-emphasizing that freedom is found in the word of God, understanding who God is and what he wants us to do in our lives and who he is in our lives, the part of our lives he wants to be. That freedom is found in his word, in his scripture. God doesn't keep it a secret how much he loves you. God doesn't keep it a secret how much he wants to bless you and prosper you and give you rich rewards. God doesn't keep it a secret how he fights your battles for you. But you're not going to know those things unless you study the word of God and find out what he's saying to you. And that's why I love doing these podcast episodes and these live streams because it allows us to really be able to dive into what God is saying to us. Verse 4. In this way, we are like the various parts of a human body. Each part gets its meaning from the body as a whole, not the other way around. The body we're talking about is Christ's body of chosen people. Each of us finds our meaning and function as part of his body. But as a chopped off finger or cut off toe, we wouldn't amount to much, would we? So since we find ourselves fashioned to all these excellently formed and marvelous functioning parts in Christ's body, let's just go ahead and be what we were made to be without enviously or pridefully comparing ourselves with each other or trying to be something we aren't. So verses 4 through 6, Paul is talking about your God-given purposes. He is saying that each and every one of us has a divine purpose we are meant to play in the kingdom of God. You have a purpose. You have a destiny. You have a legacy God chose you to fulfill in this world. And that legacy is going to forcefully advance his kingdom, give you freedom of life, give you fullness of life, while allowing people who are lost in this world to hear about the gospel of Christ. But you can only step into that. You can only step into your piece of the body if you say yes to your God-given purpose. That's the only way to step into it, is to accept what God has asked us to do and actually start doing it. Dedicate our lives to actually doing it. So verse 6, if you preach... Just preach God's message, nothing else. If you help, just help. Don't take over. If you teach, stick to your teaching. If you give encouraging guidance, be careful that you don't get bossy. If you're put in charge, don't manipulate. If you're called to give aid to people in distress, keep your eyes open and be quick to respond. If you work with the disadvantaged, don't let yourself get irritated with them or depressed by them. Keep a smile on your face. Verse 9. Love from the center of who you are. Ooh, that, ooh, listen to this, sisters. Verse nine, love from the center of who you are. Don't fake it. Run for dear life from evil. Hold on to dear life to good. Be good friends who love deeply. Practice playing second fiddle. Woo, love from the center of who I am, love from the center of who you are. And listen, sis, when you step into that purpose with that type of divine love, that type of love from the middle of you, from your core, where you start to see other people in this world the way that the Lord sees them, oh my goodness, that kind of passion and motivation that it gives you to go out and do what God gave you to do is endless. One of my biggest joys doing what I do here at Godlywood Girl, is when I see a woman of Christ who has felt stuck and frustrated for years and we get the right resource into our hands and I see her take advantage of that resource, get unstuck and finally start doing what God asked her to do, that makes me so hyped. (laughs) And the love that I have for these amazing women of Christ, I understand completely 
what it's like to be stuck and frustrated living a life you don't want. I get it. I did it for two and a half years. Anxiety, depression, crying all the time, panic attacks. I understand what it means to be out of our purpose. I get it because I've done it. And so I have this deep love within me for every woman of Christ who is currently suffering in silence, living a life that she should. That's what our family says. You have it all together. You have it all together. What do you mean you don't like what you're doing? But she knows this isn't right. She knows this isn't it. This isn't my destiny. This isn't my legacy. This is not what I'm supposed to be doing. But she doesn't know how to get out of that. I have so much love for her within me, within my core, because I've been there. That it drives me to keep on going and keep on moving, even when I'm tired and sick and exhausted and feel like I can't go another step. When you connect to that love within you, that love for God's people, that piece of the body that the Lord created you to serve, it's going to give you the motivation you need to step into your God-given purpose with passion, with fire, so you can actually step into this legacy he gave you to live. All right, sis, thanks so much for listening to today's episode. Let's pause for a moment for today's sponsor. Verse 11, Paul says, don't burn out. Keep yourselves fueled and aflame. Isn't that amazing? I didn't even read that before I just said that. <laughs> Paul said verse, in verse 11, don't burn out. Keep yourselves fueled and aflame. Be alert servants of the master, cheerfully expectant. Don't quit in hard times. Pray all the harder. Help needy Christians be inventive in hospitality. And what Paul is giving us here is incredible advice on what to do when we're dealing with depression, with the, will, the desire to quit, with the, the lack of ability to see outside of the things that have gone wrong and failed within us. What Paul is saying here actually does work. And hear me, sisters of Christ. If you are feeling so demotivated, so stuck, so frustrated, dealing with depression, dealing with sadness, start helping people around you. Be inventive in hospitality, like what Paul says in verse 13. Don't quit. Pray all the harder. This is true. Do not quit. God has a purpose and a legacy for you. There is a reason why you're going through what you're going through right now. Pray harder. Don't stop praying because you're frustrated with God. Pray even more. Talk to him about your frustration. Talk to him about your pain, but do not stop talking to God. And then second, help other Christians. Be inventive in the way you are helpful to others. There are studies that show when we help others, it allows us to create a spirit of abundance and gratitude within ourselves. And true right living, true feeling good, true having that peace within us comes from knowing that we are grateful and we are abundant in what God has already given us. And that kind of peace only comes from the gift of generosity. So as you are in a sad time, feeling hopeless, start to help those around you. And you're going to see by you helping other people who are less fortunate for, for, than you, it frees you from those spirits of depression and anxiety and sadness. It allows you to get unstuck from that because you realize that, oh my gosh, the Lord has given me so much and he's given me the ability to help other people be able to get their spirit of gratitude and abundance too. It is true freedom in that. Verse 14. Bless your enemies, no cursing under your breath, laugh with your happy friends when they're laughing, when they're happy, share tears when they're down, get along with each other, don't be stuck up, make friends with nobodies, don't be the great somebody. Verse 17, don't hit back, discover beauty 
in everyone. Oh my gosh, that's just giving me chills. Verse 17, don't hit back. Discover beauty in everyone. You know, Gary Vee actually talks about this. And I don't even think Gary Vee is a Christian. That's what's funny. But that man be spitting biblical principles left and right. <laughs> he talks about this. When people come at him on social media with these nasty, horrible, negative messages, he says that he looks at them with empathy. Because he thinks about the kind of mindset and the kind of place somebody needs to be in in order to talk to a stranger like that online, to try to curse them out and bring them down. He looks at them with a spirit of empathy, and that allows him to be able to discover the good in everybody, even those who are bringing negativity his way. Can you imagine that kind of freedom if we were able to do this, what Paul is saying, don't hit back, discover beauty in everyone? If somebody comes for us and we're like, ooh, I ain't going to let her disrespect me like that. No, no, no. Instead of all that, instead of all that, we instead go ahead and approach them with love. We approach them with grace. We think about how can I be inventive in the way that I help this person? How can I see the beauty in this person? How can I see the Christ in this person? So that you are connecting to that love within you that Paul writes about earlier in chapter 12. This is beautiful. Verse 17, don't hit back. Discover beauty in everyone. If you've got it in you, get along with everybody. Don't insist on getting even. That's not for you to do. I'll do the judging, says God. I'll take care of it. And sisters, let me tell you, the Lord really does take care of it, okay? <laughs> I remember when I used to work my 9 to 5 job, and there was a young lady there who was just persecuting me, bothering me, spreading rumors about me because she was jealous that I was able to produce and she wasn't. And I wanted to come so hard at her, but the Lord took care of it. Let me tell you, homegirl got demoted, transferred out of the department, all glory to Jesus, and I didn't have to worry about it anymore. So remember that God always, if you put it in his hands, he always will have the last word. If we try to take care of it, we can only try to take care of it with our own human hands. But when God is taking care of it, he has got things that up his sleeve that we don't have access to. So let the Lord take care of it and approach them in love. Verse 20, our scriptures tell us that if you see your enemy hungry, go buy that person lunch. Or if he's thirsty, get him a drink. Your generosity will surprise him with goodness. Don't let evil get the best of you. Get the best of evil by doing good. Sisters, that is Romans chapter 12. And for any of you girls who are wondering, how does God want me to live? What does it mean to be a Christian? What is right living? What is doing the right thing when nobody is looking? Look at Romans chapter 12. And this that we just read is the message translation. So I love the way that they translate this. Look at Romans chapter 12. Paul is talking about these are some of the things that we should be doing as the Lord transforms us within, from the inside out. Do not play the comparison game, sisters of Christ. Don't look at what somebody else is doing and be like, oh, I need to be like her. Nah, this is your lane. This is your path. Let the Holy Spirit work on you on his time and take time to study Romans chapter 12 and think about how you can start incorporating those principles that Paul talks about into your life. Now, for those of you girls who are on this broadcast and you're like, well, Stephanie, I would love to start living my purpose, but I'm, I just don't know what it is. I have a free Find Your Purpose toolkit that'll help you discover exactly what God put you on this earth to do based on the word of God. You can get it for free by going to PurposeGift.com. That's PurposeGift.com. That's going to include the Find Your Purpose toolkit, the Find Your Purpose ebook, the Find Your Purpose journal, the Find Your Purpose devotional. I even give you a Find Your Purpose video tutorial for those of you girls who are visual learners and learn by seeing and not reading. 
I have that for you too. So make sure you take advantage of it. Get it at PurposeGift.com. And please feel free to share with any of your girlfriends who you know want to find their God-given purpose and haven't found it yet. For those of you girls who are on here who are like, Stephanie, purpose sounds amazing, but I actually don't even know if I'm a Christian. Sisters of Christ, being a Christian is what it says in John 3.16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. What that means is that being a Christian is believing in Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior. So if you want to make that decision today, it's very, very simple. All you got to do is say this prayer with me. And you say, Dear Jesus, I believe that you died for my sins. I believe that you rose again. Today, I believe in you as my personal Lord and Savior. So this is Christ. If you just said that prayer, welcome to the kingdom. Angels are literally celebrating you right now. Your name has been written in the book of life. Nobody can take it out. Get into a Bible-based church in your area and get started getting to know who God is and how much he adores you and loves you and wants the best for you. I always recommend starting with the book of John in the Bible because it's literally like the Lord's love letter to you. Sisters of Christ, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you. May the Lord be gracious unto you and give you complete and total purpose over your body, mind, and soul in the name of Jesus and give you peace, mercy, and favor forever and ever. Amen. So that's it for today's episode of the Godwood Girl Live Your Purpose as a Christian Entrepreneur Bible Study. Have any questions? DM me anytime on Instagram or send an email to hello at godwoodgirl.com. I'd love to hear from you. And don't forget to grab my free Find Your Purpose Toolkit to help you get started living God's purpose for your life at purposegift.com. Thanks for listening, Godwood Girl. I'll see you on the next one.